You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is September 10th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan should be along shortly. And we're talking Monday Night Raw, the go-home show for Hell in a Cell. Raj, you pumped for Hell in a Cell, man? Oh, this episode man. of you, Raw you, do it for you, you. Talk about a show that's going to get you excited for a pay per view. This wasn't it. <laughs> this was a weird episode. It was boring as hell. It was just boring as shit. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Um, the you know it was like an hour and a half before you had anyone that's you know uh, Drew and Dolph are on the pay per view, um, and then like the Riot Squad squad aren't. Uh, Nikki Bella isn't uh it was just it was just so boring yeah weird decisions and last week was a weird episode on labor day but last week's episode was pretty solid with all the random stuff they threw at us yeah and really this this week i i there was hardly anything i liked uh i like leo rush and bobby lashley had like 90 second skit that they had but the rest was just nothing and then with uh helena cell coming up and the lackluster build to it. What did they do? They bring us Mick Foley to remind us how great a Hell in a Cell match can be. Not going to see that this Sunday. No, really. I mean, there have been some good Hell in a Cell matches, but the fact that they do two or three, uh, you know, two at least a year, um, they don't stand out as much as they used to. I mean, yeah. I can't. I, I remember the Usos and New Day had a great one. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, and. Uh, you know, other than that, it's like kind of hard to remember some of the really great ones over the past decade, you know, well, since the since the Foley era. Because now doesn't it feel sort of paint by numbers? You're waiting just for somebody to jump or get thrown off the top of the cell? Well, that hasn't happened forever. I think people have stopped expecting that. Um, well, no, last year with KO and Shane. I mean, yeah, they didn't go through it, the cell. Right. Yeah. She, he was uh, thrown off the top. Shane was. Yeah, uh, yeah, Shane, you expect a big bump, but at the Hell in the Cell pay-per-views, uh, yeah, outside of that one, they haven't really done that much. Hey, what's up, Matt? What's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling about Raw tonight, Matt? Um, eh, it was okay. It was good. Hunter cut a great promo. Um, corny at the end. I don't know what that did. Um, uh, Braun looks like an idiot sitting there for 10 minutes watching Braun Strowman, like, pose for five minutes, and then somehow still hit a Superman punch on him. <laughs> um, eh, nothing didn't do much for me. Yeah, it was a weird episode. Uh, open tonight from the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. Wait, 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 yeah. real quick. Happy birthday, Matt. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. A lot of people in the chat saying happy birthday as well. Thanks, guys. 
And thank you to my new follower, Brian Schubert, I think his name is, or Schubel, who follows uh, the show, watches us on here every week. Nice. So are you 42 now, Matt, or 41? 42. 42. So Matt is the youngest person on this podcast. Well, You're older we, than me? we are the same age for another month. <laughs> yeah, Raj is the oldest. Uh, my birthday's in March. You're older than me, Glenn? I am older than you by a couple months. Wow. I know. I, I still think everyone's older than me. I still feel like I still think it's 1995 and I'm 19 years old. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, happy birthday, Commissioner Morgan. Uh, so tonight, Smoothie King Center in New Orleans opening up with Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and the newest member of the Raw Announce team, Renee Young. They announced today that she is permanently joining uh, the Raw Announce team. Coachman, I guess, is going to be doing pre-shows on pay-per-views. I thought That's this was the high spot of the show. Yes. Um, sadly kind of yeah and wait because i really didn't think she added all that much tonight you know i think she's she's but she's so much better than coach that it wasn't bad you know what i mean <laughs> exactly <laughs> she's i mean she's she's pleasant but she doesn't she didn't enhance anything she didn't uh bring up any interesting facts or uh anything so it's going to be a work in progress i think for her but she's easy to listen to um and uh, she's just very pleasant and doesn't say stupid stuff like Coach would, uh, you know, constantly. I think that's all she needs to do. Like, she's not going to be stouting, you know, reeling off stats. And she's not going to be comparing someone's championship reign to that of Nick Bockwinkle. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? That's not going to come out of her mouth. Um, so it's honestly, I think what you just said hits the nail on the head. She just needs to, like, just sound smooth, um, not disrupt the show. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible thing to say, but uh, but that's what they've been doing with these three man panels. They cannot yeah. get a third party that's in a halfway good. Yeah, which which begs, why don't they just keep two? Yeah, I, I've been saying that forever. I thought this best SmackDown team they've had in a decade was when they had Morrow and the King, and the King was yeah. being a heel, and it was kind of like that old school Jr. and, and Lawler yes. feel, and it was really good. And then they just got rid of it for no reason. It was working; uh, they were doing great, and they just got rid of it. Yep. Yep. So opening tonight, we had Raw Tag Team Champions Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre coming out to the ring, followed by Braun Strowman, and then they had all the Raw heels behind them come out to the ring, bragging about destroying the Shield, showing a very lengthy video package, um, and setting up the showdown with them and the Shield coming through the crowd, old school style for a confrontation which uh yeah turned into um you know axe handles brawling who decided axe handles like there's nothing dangerous about an axe handle that's not what you're afraid of with an axe axes would be a little little much though (laughs) but it's just this weird logic though it's this weird logic it's like why don't they just send them in the ring with like unloaded guns you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Axe had a hurt if one of those guys hit you with it. Of course, it split your head open. Of course, it would. Hurt. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's somebody who had a hurt on for it, and then everyone started looking at each other, going, "Yeah, that's what we'll use. Yeah, that would be great." <laughs> that's how these dumb ideas come up. Yeah. So, Matt, I was saying I hated this episode. I thought it it was just boring. It uh, it, it, yeah, it was just like nothing happened, and and so I was saying like the first hour and a half, you didn't realize there's a pay per view this Sunday. And, like, did they even mention Hell in the Cell in this promo? They weren't hitting it hard, that's for sure. Uh, not that I remember, and we should remember. We just watched the show. Yeah. So if they did, they didn't do a good job. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was the softest opening. And then 
it's so inconsistent. Braun later is like, I want Roman to myself. I want to, well, why didn't he call him out here? Why didn't he come to the ring at the beginning of the show and call out Roman as opposed to having the whole heel, heel locker room? So it's just so inconsistent with Braun right now, where one minute he's this badass by himself looking for Roman. The next, he needs the whole freaking heel locker room with him. Um, it's, it's stupid. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. I actually really like a lot of the lesser-used talents on Monday Night Raw. I like the Ascension. I like Mike Kanellis. I like these guys. But when you put them out there in a segment with Drew and Dolph, who were seen as, you know, this monster tag team before a Braun Strowman, the monster amongst men, and you put them around all these guys that are D-list heels at best in the WWE, it just drags those guys down. It doesn't make them look as tough as they were on their own. Yeah, it's like Braun... You know, you know, destroyed every top babyface at Elimination Chamber earlier this year, and he needs uh, uh, who's the guy from Two Hundred Five Live, uh, the, the spreadsheet guy. Oh, Drew Gulak. He needs Drew Gulak at ringside for backup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Uh, but guys, there was a big mystery leading into the match tonight. Well, maybe not such a mystery, maybe, you know, heated rivalry because the Bella's dressing room was trashed by the riot squad and they put some very degrading graffiti about the Bella's on those walls. Ooh, ooh, Mean Girls. <laughs> Don't they know that Mean Girl movie is like outdated by now? Yeah, it's on Broadway <laughs> currently. The musical version's a big hit, but aside from that. Of uh, course, you know that. Well, I'm a man of culture, Matt. I like the theater. Um, and that was my first thought. I'll give this to you, Matt. This, this was the Glenn moment. I know you're going to appreciate this. When I bought tickets to Evolution, right after I bought the tickets, my first thought was, ooh, maybe I can go see Mean Girls on Broadway. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing, Glenn? What are you doing? You're, you're not even making this a challenge anymore. I've got range, dude. Uh, anyhow, yeah, this match, Nikki Bella versus Ruby Riot with Bree ringside, the Riot Squad out there. Okay, so last week's match was not good. I, I posed this question on Twitter. Nikki Bella had fairly well-received matches when she came back uh, as a solo two years ago, even her storylines yes. with John Cena. Yes. Is it putting Nikki and Brie together that just triggers people and reminds them of the Divas era of the hmm. WWE? Hmm. I don't know. That's actually a good question. I don't – because they both improved, to be fair. Um. I really don't know what it is, but that is the vibe I get. You're right. You know what I mean? I do get that vibe. I don't get they're part of this women's, you know, uh, evolution. Originally, it was women's evolution, right? Um, at all. To me, they were the anti, you know, women's uh, evolution of these badass athletes that get it done in between the ropes first and worry about looking pretty and all these other great sizzle things secondary. The, the, their stake is in the ring with their in-ring acumen. And the Bellas were not that when they first came up, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, I, you know, I think – so, you know, Ruby Riot just came back, what, like a few weeks ago? Yeah. And they were beating Sasha and Bailey every week and, and, and getting some steam. And then here, they don't even get an entrance. She's just kind of jobbed out like it's nothing. Um, it's, just, it's just one of those things where I feel like – and, and I understand sometimes with your stars, you got to sacrifice some of the younger people. But I think WWE overestimates how big a stars the Bellas yes. are. Yeah, they might be with a certain audience, but not the audience that's really watching the show and that's buying the tickets. 
100% accurate. So, I don't know. Well, it's like sacrificing these young talents for when it's not really going to accomplish much. It's, I, I don't think it's going to help, uh, you know, the potential Nikki Bella Ronda well, Rousey match either. Well, let me ask you this: Dude, Let's say, let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say that was an arena full of E Channel marks that love themselves <laughs> like the Bella, the Bella Show. Let's just say so. Okay, work with me. Who cares if they lose? Do you think those fans are going to like not watch the reality show if they lose? No, no. Right. It has no effect on it whatsoever. I never understood that. And I'll even use myself. When I was on TNA, they gave me a huge push when I started on American Gladiators. I'll be honest. I, I In my head, I'm like, does it really matter if I won or lost? Like, they're still going to tune in to NBC to see me on that show regardless. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just never – I don't think that's okay to do where you bastardize what you may have originally had written out and jump – you know, get a excuse my language and get a boner all of a sudden for a talent because they're going to be on a different TV show. Right. It makes your show look minor league by comparison because you're willing to throw everything up in the air and cater to this talent because they're on another show that's apparently more important than the one I'm watching them on. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see what I mean by that? They bastardize their own show. Yeah. No, and especially it's, it's not like I, I wouldn't think that they have these giant plans for Nikki, uh, you know, uh, headlining the division i hope not i hope that they don't i'm guessing this is just a little push that she gets until she faces ronda at evolution but i just don't like how they're treating the other women right now when they're kind of the more or less the top women on the roster ruby riot's one of their biggest stars uh you know yeah. bigger female stars on raw Absolutely. And so Nikki once night with the Rack Attack 2.0 on Ruby for the pin. And speaking of getting boners, it was a limp episode of Monday Night Raw tonight. And how fitting is it that our sponsor is Blue Chew? Want to welcome them back to the podcast. Guys, remember the days when you were always good to go? The moment would strike, you could yell Bree mode and bam, it was go time. Well, those days are long gone. Matt Morgan just turned 42. Raj and I are both (laughs) over the hill. Let's face it, sometimes you need an assist. And now you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed with Blue Chew, that bluechew.com, that's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And, you know, we talked about this before. If you experience dysfunction, by all means, this will give you function. But Matt, why do you take supplements when you go to the gym? It's not just about the function your body can have. It's about getting that extra function. And supplements like Blue Chew will certainly help you get that. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to be? If, you, if you're, let's say you're working at a, uh, and you're, you're, you're four for 40, and you're working at a 90% clip. That's a hell of a clip. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> All right. And if you're taking this, you're getting like 150%, 150% clip because it works immediately, number one. And two, it does exactly what it says it does. Its job is to pump as much oxygen. I'm going to bore you guys. Oxygenated blood to the muscle as fast as humanly possible. And this does it in like a much simpler way than taking that pill, going to see the doctor, taking all this damn time. And uh, again, what I told you guys from day one, these were originally put out there to actually, you can use these in the bodybuilding world. Guys before, guys and girls both, by the way, take half of a dose of this active ingredient that are in Blue Chew as well as Viagra and other uh, products. 
and it gives that muscle that you're working in the gym an extra pump because you, the blood goes to it immediately, hence making it fuller. And guys and girls alike both take half a dose before they step on stage at competitions. So there's another function for it as well. You want to go to the gym and get a crazy pre your pre workout on? Try half of the dose of Blue Chew. Yeah. Yeah, Gosh. and uh, and you saw how uncomfortable <laughs> Glenn was last time. Uh, we had Blue Chew on <laughs> as a sponsor, and, and and Glenn popped one of those pills a little too early in the show. <laughs> a little too early, but it was a good night was had by all after the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And that's the beauty of this because it is a chewable. It works faster. Yeah. I talked about this before. I was on meds 10 years ago where, you know, I took some of the other prescription medication out there and it sucked that you had to schedule when, th- when, when it was going to go down, you know, and uh, if you were wrong in your prediction, you were not sleeping on your stomach that night. So with Blue Chew, you're going to be ready to go exactly when you need to be. And here's a pro tip for guys. Again, if you're getting older and let's just say it's, you know, sort of a one round event in your life at this stage in your life, chew one, chew one right before round one, and then, hey, 45 minutes later, you're good to go for round two. Guys, in some cases, not even. Not even that long. I'm being dead serious on this. Um, Yeah. I mean, I have no issues. I'll throw that out there. Everything's been working fine, but uh, these work. And uh, I'll just, I'll I'll leave, uh, you know what, one of these days I'll, I'll do one of these on the, at the end of the show, like yeah. when we're doing our when we're doing our farewells. Well, guys, you, you get blue chew, and you know what they say: Rajgiri in the streets, Matt Morgan in the sheets. <laughs> Go to bluechew.com, get a free sample. It is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so you don't have to go to the doctor. There's no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. The awkwardness ends with this ad. You go to bluechew.com, you make the magic happen for yourself. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, but we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com, get your first shipment free, and you use our special promo code INC, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code INC to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. All right. Rock yeah. to use some Blue Chew tonight. Oh, my God. Seriously, just give it to everyone on the roster. Give it to Vince. So give it to the writers. Yeah, give it to Vince and that, the writers. That's what Vince is compensating for. You know, it's like this is how he amuses himself. Uh, he needs a more active uh, love life, you know, but with Linda in D.C., I'm sure it's very complicated and challenging. We can't fault the man for that. Uh, she's off serving her country. Anyhow, uh, after that tonight, uh, we had a nice Connor's Cure segment. I thought that was very touching, very well done. Um, we saw about the Undertaker and WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels uh, look back at the segment from last week in their face-off. And then we had a tease for Triple H coming to comment on that, further building the match for Australia. But then the authors of Pain with Drake Maverick coming out to the ring for a match against Nathan Bradley and Ronnie Ace. Matt, you still liking this pairing of Drake Maverick and the authors of Pain? I mean, yeah, he, good Lord. I mean, he's the perfect one for them. They look gigantic next to him. He needs to get out of that outfit. He looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle well, in that yeah, outfit. we don't like the outfit, obviously, <laughs> but it's something. Yeah, did he talk at all? Backstage. Backstage. Okay. He should be cutting promos in the ring. No um, he's so good. Um, yeah, it's like these 205 Live guys. Uh the ones that are good behind the mic, I'm glad that they're starting to use them now on the main roster. You had Leo Rush later. Um, so, 
you know, I, th- I think it's good. I think he just needs to get out of the stupid AOP outfit. It takes all his credibility away. Um, yes. It's hard to take him seriously. You get you get him in a suit, and he's money. I don't understand. I, like, it feels like it's a rib. I'm being honest. It does. It, it does. Yeah, you know, it makes him look like David Spade when he's in that gear. Like, it's a comedy <laughs> bit. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's exactly it. And he's a pretty ripped guy. You know what? I was, like, sitting next to my Wally Mania last year uh, or this past April for a while. And I was like, damn, you know, he's not, you know, I'm taller than him, but he's, you know, pretty stocky. Um He's a pretty big guy. I mean, for his height, he's and uh, he, he looked tiny, but um, he's he's talented as hell. So I like this. But up until this point, after this AOP match, we're almost an hour into the show, right? And it's like all video packages and it was so slow though. The pacing of it, you guys, like I had a hard time staying awake, real hard. Time. Me too. Yeah, yeah. And AOP, AOP, of course, won with the super collider for the win, and then Triple H, Triple H, talking about the match. Yep. At the Super Showdown in Australia between him and The I, Undertaker. I loved it. Yeah. Results of the poll saying, uh, what was it, 81% predict Taker's going to win? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I do not like, really quick, The Undertaker green screen graphic. Did you see how ridiculous looking that is? Where his <laughs> eyes are, like, carved out? Yeah. Oh, I think they've used that one before, yeah. Flame, but go ahead. Sorry. So they're setting up the, the angle more uh, between Taker, Triple H, and Sean um, I think they're just trying to do so much right now. Doesn't it feel like it's all suffering? They're trying to build the Super Showdown, trying you, to build Hell in a Cell. You look at it the way you're looking at it, yes, with the three different, yes. Yeah, Four. and Evolution. The girls. Yeah. You have Raw, the women's, the uh, Hell in a Cell, and then Australia. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and they're announcing certain matches for, like, uh, the Australia show. Like, I think Charlotte and Becky was announced for the – for the Australia show and for see, Hell in a Cell. See, that confuses people. It confused me. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard to keep track of. Um, and, and, and Evolution, and it's just, it's just a ton of stuff that they're promoting right now. Um, and it feels like Hell in a Cell is the throwaway of the three, you know? Whereas back in the day, it used to be one of the more important pay-per-views. Well, and how do you take it seriously when it's the same matches that are announced ahead of time. It's either going to be repeats of stuff we're seeing. If we're seeing Becky and Charlotte this Sunday, and we're going to see him again in Australia. I don't know. It just Mojo like it and uh, AJ was announced for the showdown too. So it's this Sunday and <coughs> excuse me, and at uh, the Super Showdown. So yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a lot of repetition. Um, so the Shield was ordered out of the arena with police officers there to make sure that the shield didn't try to come so back. Stupid. Ah, threats of stripping people of titles. I mean, this whole thing is just, I, I don't know. Like it goes, I, I feel I don't even want to dignify it with commentary and how dumb it is. Um, this entire angle, but you know, I really liked that first week on raw after SummerSlam and Roman Reigns defended the title against Finn and was like, the title is back on raw and yeah. here it is. And then that title has just been kind of moved to the side. It's been more about the shield and, and the whole locker room and, and being barred, you know, and yep. going, being arrested. The, the title is hardly mentioned. You know, that should be more of the focal point. Now it's back on Raw. Make it the focal point. Every week you're seeing it here. Lot. Yep. Braun should be talking about how much he wants that title. He's been wanting that title forever. Brock's been away. He's finally got his chance. You know, that should be your story. You can still keep him heel. You can still have Drew and... Dolphus is allies, which is just stupid, but um, 
it's just you're, you're losing that story. And Seth and Dean, I actually said to myself tonight, I asked my wife, who's the Intercontinental Champion? I can't remember what happened with that whole thing. But, you know, it's Rollins still. But where's <laughs> Rollins been defending that? Where have you seen him touting it? You know, it's, it's like it's disappeared. It's, ter it's, tertiary, it's tertiary now, right? The championship yeah. is secondary. And the, the, the Shield themselves is primary. Yeah, you got three titles kind of wrapped up in this feud. And, uh, and, and Dad's going to be right. Yeah. Yep, it's where all the action is. Um, so there was a Raw tag team title rematch tonight, the B team versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. I mean, last week was competitive. Why was this competitive again tonight? Dolph and Drew were top level. They were having competitive matches against Seth Rollins, against the absolute top of this. But the B team, to have a two-segment match? I, I think, I mean, we keep getting on them. They have no tag division. They have nobody we could take seriously. But nobody's given them the memo that unfortunately those two towns together nobody takes seriously. It's too late. I hate to say that because these guys have tried and they've done magic with what they've been handed. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, nobody takes them serious. Yeah, they're they're a comedy act, um, and it's it's just uh, I, you know what I honestly think it is. They just need to kill time, and that's why I went two seconds. Yes. I don't think it was 100%. about making the B team look no. a little strong. It was just killing time. I think you're yeah. right too. But yeah, I agree, Glenn. They should have just steamrolled these guys. I mean, you know, it'd be cool is Dolph does very little work, tags in Drew. Drew just kills these guys, you know, help yeah. help build Drew up a little more because, you know, it's clear they got big plans for him. So start giving him some stuff. Absolutely. Uh, they won with the zigzag Claymore combo on Dallas for the pin and the win. After that, Ambrose and Rollins hit the ring and attacked McIntyre and Ziggler uh, later in the night. This set up that they're going to have a tag team championship match. I believe it's for the championships this Sunday at Hell in a Cell. I'm assuming one of these factions walks out of there with the tag team championships and the belt. So either Braun wins the universal title or Dean and Seth win the tag team championships. It just seems like a better faction storyline for one of them to have all the power. It you does. It does. I think it's probably a little soon for Roman to lose. Um, since right. they've been doing that storyline forever. So if they did do that, I'd probably, it's almost like then you'd see Seth and Dean, but I don't see them taking the titles off of Dolph and Drew that quickly either. So, well, maybe Australia, maybe one of the other <laughs> yeah. 15th numbers of pay per views or specials they're going to have in the coming weeks. Why can't, right. it be, why can't it be Intercontinental? Why can't, what's his, why can't our boy, uh, what's his name, Intercontinental, even though he'll be tag champion as well? Who's yeah. that? Uh, Drew? Drew. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I wish Braun had the. T I don't know. I, I just I feel like the IC title. Yeah, they're they sacrificed what was a hot title for the Shield storyline, right? Braun having that title would definitely enhance it. It would. Yeah, it's, it's known as the what of course title, but still, sometimes a superstar comes that's that big of a deal, and that's Braun. And I think he isn't. You know, he doesn't need to be the workhorse Ricky Steamboat style of wrestler that that, that Rollins is to hold that title. Well, I think Seth holding the title enhances it. You just got to do something with it. But they're not doing anything with it. So yeah, so I exactly. I mean, something. I think if Braun was Intercontinental Champion, it'd be the same thing. He just would be involved no. in this three-way feud. He yes, be but it, it looks good closing out shows. I know it sounds stupid. Yeah. All three guys holding titles above their head. There's something about that that shows dominance. And, yeah, it's been um, a while since they've done that in WWE. I was always a mark for that. I always thought that was like, like I was such a hook, line, and sinker. Even when Evolution copied the Four Horsemen, 
and them going after the titles, I thought that was wicked cool. You know what I mean? When like Batista and Flair were the tag champs, Randy was Intercontinental, and then finally Hunter could not get that damn heavyweight title. Goldberg had it, I believe, at the time. And yeah. finally, he won. They all had it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, someone in the chat pointing out that it's going to be a three-on-three, a six-man tag at the WWE Super Show. See, there, I think absolutely not that the titles would change hands, but they would say, oh, and all three titles are on the line. Yes, it could. No, I don't think so. I think in Australia, they're building it so much about uh, Triple H and Taker that they're not going to have a world title match. Well, I mean, not, I'm not again not saying they're going to change, but it's like at a house show when they tell you, oh, the title's on the line in the main event tonight. Like, that level of seriousness, you know? They haven't done that since back in the day in MSG. Yeah, yeah. but having the titles on the line in a six-man tag uh, – that's the kind of crap WCW did back in the day. I don't know at this point, you know, is there uh, any low to which they will not stoop in storytelling? Raw isn't. They have no competition. They have nobody, they have nobody policing them. So it really doesn't matter, Raj. They can do whatever the hell they want to do. They can, and that's why they're doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, why there, there is no downside. Like nothing bad's going to happen to them. Yeah. So I was excited for this. Like, it was the summer of 2015, Kevin Owens versus Tyler Breeze. Have we gotten to the Triple H promo yet? We did. We talked about it. Oh, we have explicit details. Yeah, so real quick, with the Triple H thing, where do you guys think they're going with this, with with Sean and Triple H? Nowhere. It's just to add another wrinkle to it. Make us ask that question you're asking right now. Well, supposedly Sean is supposed to be wrestling again. He's going to come out of retirement for... uh, and Glenn, you had kind of called it last week for the Saudi Arabia show ah. like in a tag match. So I, I bet I could okay. see Undertaker, uh, Triple H beating Undertaker because no. Sean interferes. And then that sets up a tag match with Sean and Triple H against Taker and, uh, and maybe Kane if he's able to um, at, uh, in Saudi Arabia. I thought that wasn't being televised this time, though. I thought that was the rumor. No, they've never said that it wasn't being. I think no, that's I just an online rumor. But no Incredible said they weren't tele- televised. Oh, I, I started that rumor, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Who knows what's even real and what's kayfabe anymore? Um, yeah, supposedly, Sean is supposed to be coming out of retirement for Saudi Arabia, not WrestleMania. So that's kind of crazy. Well, it's yeah, where the real is. money is, Raj. And that's where the money is, yeah. They don't have to fly out 50 people for a Royal Rumble. Just add, you know, throw that in Shawn Michaels' check. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so Kevin Owens versus Tyler Breeze didn't really happen. Owens attacking Breeze, uh, Breeze made his way out. And then Owens called out Bobby Lashley, uh, saying that he, you know, wants to go after him, avenge his friend, Sami Zayn, who has been on the shelf now because Lashley injured okay. him. Yeah. What do you, do you like this angle? Huh? Yes, I do. Cause I think this, this, this guy can help Bobby get over. Yeah. Hope so. Are you talking about Owens? Would. Yes. I think I think it'll be a good feud if they keep Bobby off the mic and stop having him saying "my man" and over and over. Yeah, they got to be able to do that. But as far as getting a heel that can get him over, I think I think that's Kevin. Yeah, I do. Sammy did a great job for what he was given, but Kevin, there's certain things that there's certain areas I don't think they'll go with him um, that they did go with with some of Sammy stuff. Even though it was good, it ended up being like a runaway train at times. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Where he's like 50,000 feet away. He's up in the middle of the mezzanine section, talking smack to him on the bike. There's no danger of conflict because we're so far away. It takes away from it, in my opinion. Um, 
little things like that that they wouldn't do with KO, I don't think. But then again, there's the guy who's running marathons away from Braun Strowman just a month ago. So I, I don't know. But, yeah. but talent-wise, he can definitely get the job done. People still react to Owens, even though he's been squashed all summer. And I'm one. I always, yeah. Yeah. If I was there, I'd be going crazy for him. I well, like because that. they're turning him into like a Scooby-Doo villain at this point. Just like, Drats, once again, you've kept this away from me. You know? <laughs> Being thrown into porta-potties and stuff. Yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> He's kind of like become the perpetual loser, no the perpetual way. guy that, you know, never gets uh, never gets to win anymore. I think for credibility, he's got to just tear some people apart. I don't see them having him beat Lashley. You, you, yeah. you can tell how Vince thinks and who he sees as stars. And to him, someone like Owens doesn't beat someone like Lashley. It's very weird. Then, uh, the speak- business, then the business doesn't progress from 2005. You know what I mean? It's just, sorry. Yeah. Uh, man, speaking of weird, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. That's still a thing. Versus the Ascension in a rematch. Oh, oh my God. Like, Bob, what are they doing to Bobby Roode? Is this leading to a heel turn? Oh, it better be. <laughs> he, he is so over the top with this smiling and liking what Gable is doing that... I, I'm like, man, he, he can't be this cheesy unless it's leading to a heel turn. It's got to be. You know, I never do this and act like a mark and call my friends up and say, hey, what are they going to do with you next? But, like, I'm very tempted to pick it on my phone and text him and go, dude, what the fuck are they doing with you? <laughs> Please. Sorry. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's enough, enough, enough is enough. This dude is money in every sense of the damn word when it comes to, to in my opinion, being a heel, right? Yeah, him smiling and having a good time with watching <laughs> Chad Gable do the glorious time. Having a good time. <laughs> it's like, man, come on. Vince, watch his stuff in NXT. Watch his stuff in TNA. This guy is so good. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, Gable hit the suplex on Victor, holding the bridge for the pin. Oh, what will happen next in this feud between Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, and the Ascension? Well, do you think Victor? What's his partner? I don't know his partner's name. Connor, Connor. with a do K. Think, do you think Connor and Victor? Do you think they'll have like a? Uh, maybe they should, uh, you know, film their next uh, game study session together on what their plan of attack will be. <laughs> I don't know. You know, this might get him a pre-show match, though. I could see this being a pre-show Hell in a Cell match, and then maybe after that is when Roode turns on Gable. Ascension uh, just should not be anywhere within a mile radius of this. Yeah, they should not be within a mile radius of a pay-per-view. Yeah, they were great. With, with how few uh, spots they have, and if the Ascension get one, you know? Well, they were NXT Tag Team Champions. They have obliterated that vision. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they, they do a good job of destroying NXT, you know, tag teams that were great in NXT. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like, remember how American Alpha were like, uh, oh, yes. Un, you know, there's uh, no miss, no way they could misfire with those guys. Oh, they were red hot, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Natalia versus Mickey James and Alexa Bliss with Alicia Fox ringside. It's nothing. This was nothing. I, I popped for the heart attack. And uh, that was about it. And with Ronda, they just keep clumping her with all these women that she's too big of a star. They need to treat her more. They need to treat her more special. They need to make her angles more special and her storylines. And she's just another 
she's very over. She's still super over, but these storylines are not doing her any favors. Maybe more so like with who she's in the ring with. She shouldn't be in the ring with anybody ever. There should always be somebody and a rhyme and reason for it, not just anybody who gets to hang out in the ring around the Rousey. Yeah. They sh- you know, I-, I hate sounding like a broken record, but they should have, when they signed Rousey, they should have picked like four women. You know, again, for with me, it was Asuka because she already had the undefeated streak and everything going. She already had that built in. Uh, Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, and maybe someone like a Becky Lynch or a Sasha Banks, who, who's a great heel, who could be a great heel yeah. against Rousey. And you protect them and you build these, you know, these good storylines for each of them. And, and, you know, you progress to the title. Yes. And with Rousey, with Alexa, it's just it's so unbelievable. She just, I don't know. She's. It's just like they're not making full use of her star power. Do you think the part of that's Rhonda, that Rhonda has more say and Rhonda being a fan of the product and the business says, oh, no, treat me just like one of the regular talents. I want to be working oh, with all these sure. girls that are like, like that. But that's, but that's what I'm job. saying. Shayna Baszler, on the other hand, didn't I'm sure did not have that kind of creative control. And as much of a void of charisma Shayna has been in NXT, I wish they were booking Rhonda on Raw the way they booked Shayna in NXT. Yeah, I agree. And I think that was probably their idea. So I think it's actually Rhonda's willingness to jump in and play with everybody and want to play in the sandbox with everyone yeah. that's hurting her character. Well, no, that's it's creative that comes up with stuff. Rhonda's not booking her. Yeah, she's not sitting there going, "Hey, I want to wrestle everybody." Right. I don't. Don't you think she has more say than the average? I would guess she has the most say of any female talent on the WWE roster. I think, and even though she's a huge star, I think they've got her. I hate to say this, I think they've got her in the WWE bubble yeah. to where, not that she would cowtail or anything like that, but act like just a normal talent would. Like, hey, yeah. this is this is your run sheet. This is who you're working tonight. Without her saying, oh, do I have to work her? I don't think that's happening. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think she's uh, she's just, you know, yeah, like what, what Matt said, she's doing what she's told and and having a good time with it. But that's like if they brought Brock in and it, he was like, yeah, just put me in whatever. And he was in a six-man tag with Heath Slater and Rhino. Right, exactly. he has to hang with the boys. That's you know? my point. Yep. If, that's if you bring in Brock and you're like, hey, you're feuding with, you know, the Ascension. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would actually kind of like to see or that. Or Stone Cold. Oh, no, Stone Cold is coming back. And, you know, we're going to have you feud with Zack Ryder. It's, just, it's such a know. waste of star power. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I think cre- I think creative is smarter than that. Maybe they're not. Well, um, no, you see what they're doing. They, they think that everybody's getting the rub. Everyone's being elevated mm. for touching her. What they don't understand is the more that touch her, the least valuable she is, the less valuable she is yeah. when others do get to touch her. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so th- more, so. This match, I mean, it was what it was. I'm looking forward to Rhonda and Alexa Sunday, basically because I want to see what who uh, – Ronda moves on to next after this, but yeah, armbar to Mickey James for uh, Ronda to pick up the win, and then Bliss attacked her from behind. Um, yeah, it was what it was. So technically, Bliss was standing tall at the end of that, even though Ronda won the match. But I mean, we're all assuming Ronda retains on Sunday, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Elias backstage came out to the ring and uh, was getting some heat from New Orleans and then Mick Foley came out to announce that he's going to be the special referee of the Hell in a Cell match with uh, Roman and Braun 
and then he made a match for Elias and Finn Balor. What did you think of Foley and his uh, his promo we cut tonight, Matt? He has some really sweet hair going. <laughs> the the little orphan Annie look. Sweet Jerry's uh, Mick. What the hell is Jerry curls, dude? Um, <laughs> he looked good. Yeah, he lost weight. Yeah, yep. well, the perm. I don't get the perm. The- I'm, not, I'm not quite sure about the perm either. <laughs> so I'm calling Jerry Curls, but uh, still, Mick Foley was on Raw. That should be a big to do. That should be a very big deal. You know? And his promo was awesome. Oh God, when isn't it? And Elias was able to. It's not like Elias cut a great promo or anything, but he no. was able to hang with him. He yes, didn't he feel. Yes. He didn't feel overshadowed. Yes. Yes. So you know, props to Elias for that. He didn't look like he didn't belong. Well, he get think about this. He is getting the most, in my opinion. People are always like, oh, why don't they do more, th- more with him? He gets a feature spot every single damn week, every single house show. He's doing something uh, of, in similar fashion where he gets a cut promo after promo after promo after promo. Of course he's confident in the ring with anybody at this point. He better be. Yeah. He's had more reps than just about anybody else. And uh, but yeah, you gotta be able to carry the ball, right? When you do get it, and he continues to do it, he's gonna be. I don't see. I, I don't like the guitar. Okay, I don't know what the the, the cutoff with me is. It's, it's <laughs> too old school, too hokey. I don't know what it is. But it, it for for me, it cuts him off from me taking him seriously as a main event credible heel. For me, watching the show, like I don't want to see you do it with a guitar on my poster. Okay, I want to see a dude who looks like he's going to whip somebody's ass, and I believe he's going to whip someone's ass or could whip somebody's ass. Yeah, know? and I I think this the guitar thing, it's getting a little long in the tooth. Like, it's they've been doing it for so long, and they haven't – you know, we talk about striking with irons hot, and I felt like Elias was super hot this summer when he was feuding with Seth, and he could have used that Intercontinental title win. Yes, that's – yes. And and by not doing that, he's only wrestled. This is was only his fourth match on Raw since Money in the Bank in June. So like three months, he's had four matches on TV, and um, all promo time, which I'd rather have any day of the week. Yeah, no, it's good for him. He's not taking bumps or anything. But at the same time, it feels like they go too long down this road. No, no, not why? Because of bumps, bro. Because you get more talent, you get more character uh, development on mic on the microphone. Oh yeah, right. But with what you were saying with the guitar, you kind of, um, I think you keep him, you keep him doing this for too long. You get him to become more the honky tonk man as opposed to yes, as opposed to a main event, a real main event heel. You know, he should have the IC title and be doing open challenges. Yes, I, yeah, I think you know, that would be that. a good evolution. I would yeah. take that. Uh, we get the title to mean something again, right? Because it'd be defended frequently. You got a new, fresh, some semi-fresh uh, star on the rise who's wearing that title, right? Defending it, and uh, the promos could be funny as hell. Yeah, and he keeps winning his matches by you know busting someone with his guitar, you know, Absolutely. or cheese using the open challenge but cheating every time. So it'd be like a little little spin on it. But I, I think. I think they need to do something with him because it is feeling very repetitive right now, even though he is entertaining. And this was probably the best segment on the show. Hmm. Okay, what was next? Uh, Finn Balor versus Elias. Are we including this in the segment? Well, this was after the segment. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this happened. This was, in... my money, this was my favorite match of the night. Yeah. I thought so too, but that also there was also nothing on this show other than this. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was good. Finn won. 
not with the coup de gras. Uh, but no, I, I think Finn versus Elias, that's a good feud, but man. They've done that before. I know. Before. But that's why if Elias had the title, I just, I, you know, the more I'm thinking about it now, it is so wasted on Seth in the Shield oh, feud. Yeah. Completely forgotten. Yeah. They should have Elias wrestle Seth for it next week. And uh, Drew and Dolph interfere, cost Seth the, you know, cost Seth the match. So you protect Seth and you move that belt off. Yeah. Um, promo backstage recorded earlier today. It's nice they included this. Bobby Lashley working out in the gym, uh, distracted by a little hype being given to him by a 205 Live superstar, Leo Rush. I mean, you know, I, I'd forgotten Leo was on the roster because I'm not watching 205 Live. But he was good. He looks good in this in this segment, I thought. Leo is great. Like he's a great talker. And you kind of saw you kind of saw a bit of it here. And I think him and Lashley, that could be a, a really good pairing. I mean, that could be what you know Lashley's been needing. He, he needs uh, uh, someone to, you know, talk for him. Uh, and I, th- I I think this pairing could be something. But I think Lashley needs to be a heel. If it's one of those things where he's smiling at the all the crazy stuff that Leo's saying and having a good time with it, then that's that's not. Uh, I don't think that's the best way to use Lashley. But if you turn him heel and he's got this shit talking manager, um, and that could be something. He's master blaster, dude. He is master blaster. We don't want to see him laughing and having a grand old time having a picnic, right? You know, it's pretty basic. What we want, yeah. But it doesn't seem like they're going with the heel turn right now because. KO, he's feeding with KO. And they're clearly pairing Leo with him. I don't think they're going to throw that on there for, for no reason. And Leo sent out a tweet afterwards. So uh, Leo so can talk. Have. He's charismatic. Um, we'll see where they go. But I'm, I'm intrigued. This was the most interesting thing I thought on the show tonight. Huh. Okay. So you're saying the most interesting thing was not this go home segment with Braun Strowman <laughs> calling out Roman Reigns, who was still on the announce desk. And uh, ooh, then they had a confrontation. Braun snatched the title, shoved Roman, held it in his face. What's going to happen this Sunday at Hell in a Cell? This, oh my God, I mean, for a pay-per-view like Hell in a Cell, this was the weakest go off the air. Going into Hell in a Cell? Yeah, I mean, right? Hell in a Cell, maybe not top, not big four, but I don't know, number six, maybe? No, when you're in a Hell in a Cell match, it is usually some huge, huge to-do, in my opinion. It's usually an angle killer, right? Yeah, or a, or, or a conclusion generally, or a tease of a conclusion for the angle. I do not feel we're anywhere near that. It just feels yeah. like another pay per view coming up with a steel cage. Yeah, this was this closing angle. It just seemed very uninspired. It seemed like stuff they've done a billion times. Um, interesting that they had Roman, late, you know, take out Strowman to end it. Yeah, it's very interesting. So who knows? Maybe they will go. Who knows? WWE math, maybe they will go with Strowman. But, you know, I think it would, you got hell in the cell. Why not bring the structure here, you know, to New Orleans? The final segment, you have it, you know, drop down. Drew and Dolph get Roman in the cage, and Braun just kicks the shit out of Roman in the cage, and that sells it, you know. And that's, you, you have that image of Braun in the cell destroying Roman. And, you know, I think doing something like that would have been a way better way to sell the pay per view than, than just this pedestrian brawl that they had yeah yeah um but bringing the cell i mean i don't know i think you show it too much and you're like that's just chain link fence like you know it's I not that, that impressive. Was pretty, I never that. I never really that. 
Yeah, same here. It's it's pretty ominous. I mean, it's gigantic, and just the history that it has with it. And I feel like if they sold it a little more, yeah, they did in the Foley promo. But if they had more video packages on, on you know the the carnage that's taken place in those matches. I think but it's, it's not the same cell. It's not like this is the same cell we used 20 years ago. Okay. Same mean? concept. I mean, it's not the exact same structure that Foley went through. They've, I'm sure they've replaced it since then. Well, of course, but uh, but it's still the same size and it's the same cell. <laughs> it's, yes, they're going to, it's like, that's not the it's same ring. Fence. It's still fence wire. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying, but. No, I, it's like when you go to the Hockey Hall of Fame and you're like, oh, the Stanley Cup, and you're like, no, it's a replica. It's just there. It's like, oh, well, that's a replica of something historic. I guess I'm getting to see that. No, um, they, they, obviously, they're chain, They're not using the same chain link fence for Sean think and of Taker. The danger. Think of the danger that would add. This is a 20-year-old cell. Yeah, we've patched it up a couple times, but who knows what's going to happen if people oh, climb God. on top of it. <laughs> the story the writes itself. <laughs> I don't know. This pay-per-view, I love Hell in a Cell, and I could not be less interested in this pay-per-view on Sunday. Yeah, it definitely feels like a throwaway. It does. <sighs> okay, we want to run down We'll be matches. back on Sunday to cover it. We'll be back on Sunday. <laughs> Tune in. But here's the great news, guys. When we're this, just, you know, the bar is set this low, what normally happens? We're pleasantly surprised. It's true. SummerSlam, SummerSlam we were. Absolutely. So go into it with that attitude. You'll be thrilled by what happens Sunday. And of course, we'll be here to talk about it immediately afterwards on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And spoiler for the fans that demanded it tonight, Bluetooth is sponsoring Sunday night's episode. We'll see what happens then. Um, let's run down the matches before we take it home here for tonight. Just to get sort of your thoughts on this, Matt and Raj. We don't need my predictions because I'm sure Justin and I will talk about this on Wednesday. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice in a mixed tag. How do you think this is going to end, Matt? DB. DB gets this round. Yes. Yeah, I think you have to have DB. Uh, He's been getting punked by Miz on every corner and then loses at SummerSlam. He has to win. Um, I, I see. I could see Bree pinning Maurice for it, though, so it keeps yeah, Daniel the and Miz going. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Still AJ. Same here. Man, I wish Joe would get this, but no, I, I could see it. Uh, the New Day versus To Be Determined. We'll know tomorrow night oh. for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. It'll either be uh, who are the contenders? The Bar and why am I blanking on uh, who won last week? What about the club? No, it's not the club. It's a bar or Rusev Day. Rusev Day, that's right. So one of them will be taking on New Day. New Day keeps it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be the bar. New Day keeps it. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton? In the Hell in Cell. It's odd that they put this match in the cell and not AJ versus Joe. Joe, yes, I agree with that 100%. Is it still too late for that to happen? I think so. I mean, they've got two matches already in the cell. They usually don't do more well, than what's that. What's the point of them building AJ to this crazy lunatic every time somebody brings up his wife, right? Yeah, I mean, they have the storyline for it. Their last match ended in a DQ. I would argue so, it fits it more than almost any other match. Yeah. This is what I, you know, I've been saying about how they treat AJ's feuds, especially where he's put on pay-per-views. Um, I mean, him and Samoa Joe in a cell could be spectacular, but instead they're giving that to Hardy and Orton, and that feud... And they had a cool brawl a couple weeks ago, but it's kind of cooled off a lot. It's not AJ and Joe. No, but you still have two huge stars in a hell of a cell. You know what I mean? When you look back at this five years from now, but I, I get, I get you. 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm if I'm booking this, I wouldn't do it just because I'd be worried about what Jeff is going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins in a tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. I don't know. I really don't. I could see a DQ or something here. I, I, either way, I, I honestly, I don't for the, That's what's kind of cool about it, you know? You really don't know. It, it, I don't think it hurts the storyline no matter who wins or loses in this one. Yeah. I think I think you you don't want Ambrose losing his like his first real match. I mean I know he had the match with Jinder on Raw, but tag match. Well, those rules are out of the window in WWE world, dude. Yeah, you don't consider that him losing. He's in a tag match, so it's not like him losing steam. He just came back from injury. They don't see it that way. Yeah. When you're in a tag match, you're in this weird, friggin' stupid, illogical world of theirs. Yeah, I think they win by DQ. The Shield. Hmm. Uh, Charlotte Flair defending her WWE SmackDown Women's Championship against Becky Lynch. I was I would have thought Becky Lynch wins this, but I think she does at the women's pay-per-view. Nah, maybe she wins it here and, and Charlotte steals it back from her at the Evolution pay-per-view. I don't know. <laughs> don't make me pick this one. I think Charlotte. Uh, although Becky's really hot right now with the fans, but when is that ever translating so, yeah. into anything? It's WWE. Yeah, uh, Ronda Rousey defending her Raw Women's Championship Ronda. against Alexa Bliss. Ronda. I just want to see what the odds are on Alexa. I just want to put a dollar on that bet. You know, should Alexa <laughs> win? Um, and then the big one, the big dog versus the monster, Braun Strowman cashing in his Money in the Bank contract for a Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Universal Championship against Roman Reigns with Mick Foley as the special guest referee. Mick Foley, okay, before it was announced Mick Foley was going to be special guest, I, referee, I thought Braun wins it. They're not going to make him waste cash in that, that briefcase in you guys and have him be another one that doesn't win. There's no way. Yeah. They can't. It, it damages the character. It always has. But you said you know after I mean? Mick was at it, then. Now it kind of throws it, like, they're, they're, maybe that's why they're throwing him in there. To, to throw that like tease at us that this is how Braun, how they creatively protect Braun with Braun losing by, yeah. by using Mick somehow. Yeah, what if he just takes out Mick? There's no referee. They, they can't bring another one out. There's no winner. I mean, Braun is not losing, guys. I, I will say that. I, yeah, I'll stick with that. Braun does not lose. Yeah, I mean, I don't, see Rome, I don't see Roman losing the title yet. Okay, in their sense, you're right. It makes sense to them not to lose it. But I, in my opinion, it's more important that old boy does not cash in that briefcase and not make good on it. It will follow him. Mm. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, unless I'm wrong, please fill me in on somebody who cashed in and it didn't work out for them. And where are they at right now? How did it work? Mm. Uh, the only one I can really think of is Cena. Um, you know, we're he got clowned forever for that. And that's John Cena. Right, right, right. But that's the only, I mean, he, you know, he cashed in on Daniel Bryan, right? Or was he that got so? mocked. He got mocked over this by the announcers and everybody, fans. Hey, Baron Corbin is the acting general manager now of Monday Night Raw. So exactly clearly. my point. <laughs> <laughs> Damien Sandow. Oh, yeah. poor Sandow. That's what I'm saying. You cannot put Braun Strowman in that category. That's what happens if he loses it. I agree with that. Sunday night, 
we'll be here to talk about it on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Before we sign off here, Matt, anything you want to plug? No. Short and succinct. I like it. Raj, what's coming up on the site this week? Uh, interview with Eli Drakes. Uh, so check that out. It'll be up tomorrow. I'm going to say what's awesome. up. If you, oh, you already interviewed him. Then. Yeah, yeah. Andy, Andy Malnowski interviewed him, so that'll be up. Nice. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I'll be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, with Justin Labar to talk about SmackDown Live. Join us Sunday night right after Hell in a Cell goes off the air. The three of us will be recapping all the coverage. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Of course, check out Blue Chew, promo code INC to try it free. And we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.